Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis and this is episode 73, Make a Podcast. We like to open things up with stoner moments around here. Last week on Sick Sad Salad, I talked about getting sick and some of the things that I was doing to prepare and cope with that. And I did try the punch bar. I got a great night's sleep that first night. I probably took about 60, 75 milligrams um, of the entire bar, which is a huge amount for me, but I really wanted to sleep and I did. I'm not sure that I slept 75 milligrams worth, but it was better than nothing. However, when I tried to use it the following day, when I was actually feeling quite ill, um, there was just too much sugar in it for it to be effective. And it would actually spike a fever in me if I was trying to use it. So not the best medicine, a chocolate bar, perhaps. But that's okay, because as my my cold progressed, uh, I was able to use things like soothing soothes to help cope with some of the sinus pressure and pain. I also used my wax patches a lot. I had like a full face mask of just little wax dots around the orbital sockets uh, around my eyes. And in that really went a long way to relieve a lot of the pressure and pain that I was feeling because I, I did endure it for about an hour and I was like, screw this. And I got out the wax patches and that helped a lot. Really, really did. I looked like a monster, but I didn't give a fuck. I mean, I look like a monster anyway. I was sick. I looked terrible. Ugh. And you might be able to hear in my voice, I'm still technically working it out um, from what I understand, this cold kind of lingers for a couple of weeks anyway in the chest and or head. And I've got just a touch of it in both enough that I haven't really been able to smoke any weed. I pretty much had to give that up, uh, the very next day. Uh, so I'm glad I got it in while I could. All right. And it's devastating. I hate not being able to have my dabs or have a bong load or even, pull on a joint. I have had this little tiny blunt that I rolled forever ago. I'm just waiting to smoke. But if I can't hit a bong load, I'm definitely not hitting a blunt wrap. The good news is, is that I'm on the mend and cannabis is going to help me get there even faster. Yay. One more thing I want to say before we get to the meat of it. Uh, Americans for Safe Access Unity Conference registration has officially opened up. They don't have anything about the scholarships that I noticed uh, when I was looking at the page. But if you don't need a scholarship, feel free to go ahead and register for that. It is in D.C. And I think it was going to be in April this year. I should have wrote down the dates, but I didn't. Unfortunately, even with the scholarship, I'm just not going to be able to make it this year. It doesn't cover enough of it for me um, when it comes to flight and, and other things. But... I'm going to work on getting there next year. All right, let's talk about some podcasts. Now, a lot of times people ask me what kind of podcast I listen to, either because they have lots of time to listen to podcasts and want to know what else is out there. Uh, they're just looking for some suggestions or they want to know what I'm listening to so that they can understand how I form my opinions and gather some of the information that I'm getting. So I figured I'd just run you through some of my favorites, some of the ones that uh, I definitely turn to for information, and some of the ones that are out there that I don't really listen to, but which are definitely players in the field. So naturally, I've got my Troika or Triumvirate. 
of wonderful podcasts, and that would be Marijuana Today, Marijuana Today Daily, and Grow From Your Heart. Now, if this is your first podcast, you might not have heard me talk about Grow From Your Heart before, um, but I have pretty much mentioned it almost every podcast since I first discovered it way back in what was that, end of November, beginning of December, something like that. Some of you might be wondering, like, what's up with them? They got something going on. You're like, you're goddamn right. We got something going on. We've got a podcast thing going on. It's called Mutual Respect. Big love, buddy. Now, Grow From Your Heart is pretty much the only podcast about growing that I've listened to that I enjoy. I'm just going to lay that out there. I will talk about some other ones that I do and don't listen to or that I have listened to and ones that I really haven't listened to. But my favorite is Grow From Your Heart. I just love Rasta Jeff's style. I think he's got good information and the sound quality and energy is there, which are so important. Now with Marijuana Today, they tend to focus on politics uh, with some industry insights they have fantastic, it's it's kind of like a, a roundtable discussion, depending on how many people they have. And they're just really well-educated, passionate, involved people who are talking about it on this podcast. Marijuana Today, the inspiration for the Spliff podcast on many levels. And then from that, recently, Shay Gunther has uh, started the Marijuana Today Daily podcast, which at the time that you might be listening to this might be around, might not be around. Uh, They're having some funding issues. If you listen to Marijuana Today Daily or if you respect dedicated news programs for the cannabis industry and you got some dollars to spare, throw them Shay's way. They do also have another podcast called Marijuana Today Story Hour, but that's not a regular podcast. Marijuana Today comes out once a week. Marijuana Today Daily comes out Monday through Friday. And then, of course, because I forgot to mention, Grow From Your Heart comes out every Monday once a week. And then when Rasta Jeff wants to make the rest of us feel like chumps, he throws down an extra episode sometimes. Rock it, dude. Moving on to some other podcasts that I look forward to that aren't in my perfect triumvirate of favorite podcasts. Cannabis Health Radio, another one I have certainly talked about, very patient-oriented. If you are the kind of person who wants to hear stories of other people who share your personal sufferings, Cannabis Health Radio is a fantastic podcast. They do tend to focus on RSO, Uh, for its healing properties. And they aren't super pushy with uh, looking for science, but that's okay because anecdotal information can be just as valuable and informative and helpful as all the facts and sciences, sometimes even more helpful when we're talking about cannabis. And they do come out with an episode Monday through Friday Uh, However, they are also having funding issues, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they can keep it up and find a sponsor or a patron who can help keep them going. Fingers crossed. Another patient-focused podcast that doesn't come out very regularly, but, but they do usually drop a few episodes a month 
and that is the CBD Talk podcast, another one I have mentioned specifically because my friend Seth Green was interviewed for it. And while they do focus on CBD as a medicine, um, they're certainly expanding it, especially as they find out more and more that CBD works best with a little THC, those, those kinds of things. And then this last week, they had, um, oh, I forgot her name. I think it's Terry. Ah. Um, but the group is Patients for Patients. It is based out of Washington. And the lady that is interviewed is just like, what a mensch. I was just so inspired, so odd. I wish that I had half her tenacity to just go out there and get things done. I'm working on it. Very inspiring episode. I just looked it up right now. It's episode 35, and her name is Tracy. And the group is Patience for Patients. What a good name. All right, moving into some sort of all-industry-encompassing podcasts. That means they focus on politics, patients, and the industry that I haven't already mentioned before. Uh, one of my newer favorite ones is Shaping Fire. It is hosted by Shangalos, who is also a... Uh, cannabis radio DJ and has another show that I'll be talking about. His production schedule can be a little erratic, um, but you do usually get a couple episodes a month again. And uh, he is a really great host. He's definitely my favorite host from the cannabis radio programs. And I really like his questions. I really like his demeanor. The Shaping Fire is his personal project, not affiliated with the cannabis radio programs. And it's really multifaceted in the way that uh, he's looking at these different topics and the kinds of guests that he has on. Now, some of the other ones that I've mentioned on my podcast before, we have the Cannabis Reporter, which is based out of Arizona. We have the Lift Cannabis Podcast, which hasn't released anything since I first came across it, but that one was a cannabis conference that was recorded out of Canada. Uh, it focuses a lot on Canadian cannabis. Oh, I should say the uh, Cannabis Health Radio is also based out of Canada, but they do have both Canadian and uh, U.S. guests, and it's it's all about good information out there. And it's just a matter of uh, the politics and accessibility that they focus on that really brings about the geography. But going back, uh, let's see here. We have the Lift Cannabis Podcast, the Medical Pot Guide with Jim Jensen. Uh, he's much more of, uh, what's a good, I guess, a meeker host than I am. Uh, he definitely comes about it from a non-stoner point of view. I would say most of those ones that I talked about come from a non-stoner point of view with the exception of Grow From Your Heart. Uh, but the Medical Pot Guide has a wide variety of guests, both in the industry, scientists, patients, policymakers. It's a really, really uh, eclectic collection to listen to. And if you're Someone who doesn't like all the fucks and pot smoking that you'll find in my podcast, or if you are that kind of person, but you can't really refer it to someone you know who needs the information, a lot of these other podcasts out here are much more appropriate for the general public. 
Now, one more that's kind of all industry encompassing with a little bit more of a stoner lean to it would be The Hot Box with Matt Lee. Uh, He's an industry insider, and whenever he can drop an episode, he does. There's usually banter. There's information. Um, They tend to be longer podcasts as well. So uh, he doesn't come out with them all the time, but when he does, I do enjoy listening to The Hot Box. There are, well, most of my podcasts I listen to are for information, education, uh, a better understanding of how to help other people use cannabis. There are a couple shows that I listen to really just for funsies. Uh, I've talked about Potluck Dinner. I talked about it last week, actually. And I love those those ladies. They're, uh, I mean, if you don't like listening to two black ladies talk about weed and be funny, then the show isn't for you. But personally, I love it. They're really funny to me. They reminisce about a lot of things that I can relate to, like noxema and activism. And another podcast that I do listen to that I don't think I've ever mentioned is The Weed Show. It's a kind of like radio program style comedy leaning podcast out of Denver. Uh, Though the guy has such a Guido accent, I have to constantly remind myself that he's not New Jersey because I'm always like, how does this guy get so much weed on the East Coast? Oh, right. He's in Colorado. Uh, But they do segments and they do like contests and they have this like panel discussion called the D-Illuminati or I can't remember what it is, but it's good. It's fun. I listen to it for funsies. You know, when I want to listen to a podcast and still get, you know, my dishes done or something like that. It's allowed and it's fun and I don't have to pay the most attention to it because I'm not like, wait, what was that particular terpenoid combination that he was talking about that makes all the difference? There's some stupid shit like that. I don't have to pay attention to all the organic chemistry that I do when, you know, Dr. Ethan Russo goes on to a podcast. So those are my top podcasts that I listen to concerning cannabis when I'm looking for information or just for fun, though there are a lot of other podcasts that I will tune into on a regular basis, whether or not I always enjoy it or think that it's the most applicable to my needs. There is a newer one called Wake and Bake. It's also a shorter podcast if you like something that you can fit into your commute and he focus. He's, uh, I think, it's the author of uh, the Wake and Bake Cookbook, if I remember correctly. I know it's definitely a cookbook. And I was hoping that they would have like interesting edible recipes or tips for that. And they do have some tips for for making edibles, but for the most part, it's about just using cannabis as a health food in a lot of ways and how to do that and what people are doing for that. It's an interesting one. I'm definitely still feeling it out, but I'm going to, I'm subscribed to it and I'm going to keep turning into it. Uh, Let's see here. Investing in cannabis is another one that I'm just getting into. It's uh, a really simple podcast and which is one of the things that I like. But since this one is for investors, it's about the cannabis industry specifically making money in it. It's not really targeted towards me. I use it more to keep up on what's going on in the industry. 
But frankly, there's just no shortage of podcasts that deal with how to make money in the cannabis industry and who's coming out with products and who's, you know, trying to go public or, you know, make money or innovate the the market in ways that make it easier for those who are in the industry to be in the industry. You have Gondrepreneur, which is the other Shangrilos podcast. Pretty much like you have Canna Insider. You have the Cannabist, which I mean, a lot of these to me are just kind of like sponsored content type of podcast, and that doesn't make them invaluable. It just makes me really listen to them with a very skeptical ear. And then uh, finally, uh, the Adam Dunn Show is one that I do not subscribe to. It's entirely too long. It's entirely too uh, bro-y talking for me to always listen to. However, incredible information is packed into that podcast. And when I'm looking for specific things or when I'm a little bored with other things, I will go digging through the Adam Dunn show and just kind of fast forward to the parts that I want to listen to. And now there are a lot of podcasts that I don't really listen to. Sometimes uh, maybe I have listened to them before, or sometimes I go and pick up an episode as it fits my needs. But for the most part, all of the cannabis radio programs, with the exception of Gondrepreneur, are off my list. Um, They're a little too boombastic for me. I don't like all of the advertisements. It's it's just annoying to me, so I don't listen to them very often. That includes Russ Belleville, uh, Hemp Present, uh, a, a lot of them. Gondrepreneur is really the only one that I regularly go to because I do really enjoy Shangalo's style. Other ones are Weed Stay Wednesday. Again, it's just kind of um, a little too... The sound isn't quite at the level that I prefer it. And it's a longer episode, and it's just kind of a bunch of people talking. Uh, some other ones that are like that, The Weedsmen. Uh, if you're looking for podcast where you can just kind of feel like you're hanging out with friends, The Weedsmen, Grapes and Grass, those are great ones to listen to. Oh, and before I forget, there are other grow shows. Um, I don't really listen to them because I'm not a grower, and Rasta Jeff's is the best for me. I understand it the best. It's mostly focused on things that I care about or is put in a way that I can understand. There are other grow shows that I listened to back in the day that I don't listen to anymore. One of them is Growcast. That was one of the first ones that I started listening to, but it's a little too Humboldt-centric. It is based out of Northern California. And I don't know, it was just a little... I. It was hard to keep up, quite frankly. I I didn't really follow along with it. So I just kind of gave up on that. The Dude Grows is one that I've never really tried out. And Heavy Tea's Grow Show is another one that I really have no experience with. Again, because I couldn't, I can't, I have killed cacti and rosemary. And if you don't understand what that means in the world of not being able to grow It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, Other ones that I don't, I'm just not familiar with, but seem pretty decent. Cannabis Community Project, Dope Fiend, that one's out of the UK. 
Uh, and then there's one that I really, really want to listen to, but I don't because the sound is just so shitty. I just can't. I have tried and tried, but Cannabis and Coffee seems to have some amazing interviews and guests on there, and I just cannot put up with the shitty fucking sound. So I don't listen to it. Uh, and if you haven't known, if you haven't picked up on it by now, I do search on a very regular basis for new cannabis podcasts, and I'm sure I have missed plenty on this list. Um, but I am looking for good information. And so a lot of times you'll find non-cannabis related podcasts that feature cannabis as their subject for that week or, or month or whatever it may be. And one of the ones that I recently came across uh, was Tangentially Speaking, and they featured Robert Clark, who is a cannabis expert. He's got a few books out, his most recent being Cannabis, Evolution, and Ethnobotany. And I was really excited to come across this podcast because like the day before I had gotten a JSTOR password off of Reddit. Fuck yes, Reddit. Thank you. And I was reading a bunch of peer reviews on that book, as it were. I think I read like three different peer reviews on the cannabis evolution and ethnobotany. And so it was really awesome to get to hear the author speak uh, about his experience in the book and his other books and just about cannabis in general, fantastic description of history and an understanding of its geographical travels and, and, and just, uh, I, I would definitely call him a cannabis expert. So those are some of my uh, favorite podcasts that I like to listen to. And I will have links to all of them, at least to a landing page or their iTunes page so that you can follow up on them if uh, if you'd like to do it that way. You can find those links at thespliffpodcast.com under the blog posting for episode 73. Feel free to peruse the rest of the website. Don't forget to check out that Amazon affiliate link. All you got to do is click through my Amazon affiliate link and any purchase you make on Amazon can help support the Spliff podcast. But don't just go after other people's podcasts. Maybe you've been thinking about starting your own. I hope that you've seen that there are all kinds of different podcasts out here that people are doing. Whether you want something that's a little bit more patient-focused, industry-focused, something that's just great stoner culture to listen to, to share with your friends and other people, maybe make a brand for yourself... All of those things are possible. And my buddy Gabe had asked me some questions about starting a podcast. What's up, Gabe? Hi, Abby. And so I thought I would just run you through some of the basics and some advice and some things that you can do to start your own podcast. Okay, first things first, you're going to need recording equipment. You can do something as simple as using your cell phone if you have a really good audio recorder on your cell phone, or you can get something like a $50 mic all the way up to a $500,000 mic. I do not suggest going that far into it if you are just starting out. I record my podcast on a Blue Yeti mic, 
And I do use a very big pop screen because the Blue Yeti picks up everything in my place. This is not the same microphone that I use for my voiceovers. That is a much different, much more expensive microphone. Um, But it's just that was way too much for just doing a podcast. Not to mention, I also have to keep it separate from my computer and my monitor. So I don't always get to look at my notes. The Blue Yeti, I think, um, I don't remember how much I paid for this. It's between $100 and $200. You can definitely get uh, blue microphones in the $50 range as well. Amazon has all kinds of different types of recorders. You can get portable recorders. If you're going to be doing interviews, you want to make sure that you have a good recorder that can handle multiple channels. And then in order to process all of those things, you're going to need recording software. I use Audacity. It's a free program. Uh, It has all the functions that I need for my particular podcast. I don't have a lot of interviews. I don't have a lot of music and I don't have to do a lot of mixing. Another thing that you're going to need is web hosting. There are free options and there are paid for options. The problem with the free options is that they're always going to have limited space and audio has a lot, it requires a lot of space. So if you are going to be recording a three hour long podcast, you might only be able to put up one podcast at a time if you are using free web hosting. However, if you put in the money to pay for it, you can have near unlimited web hosting. So if you're gonna be doing something that's very long in length, or if you're going to be doing something that is routine, uh, such as a weekly podcast, that memory adds up, trust me. And it might be worth your while to to spring the extra money uh, out of your own pocket and see if you can recoup that down the line. A couple other things that you're going to need to remember if you want to put your podcast in iTunes, you absolutely have to have graphic design. You have to have a logo that uh, can pass the iTunes checkers. And it's just really good to have a nice, bold concept for listeners to immediately identify with when they're looking through podcast, because it might not be the only reason why they turn to it, but a good eye-catching brand design is going to be a really big help in getting listeners to click on your podcast first. And then, of course, don't forget the content. Now, I've only been hosting this podcast for not even a year and a half. I am a total noob in the podcast world. And right around the time that I was really getting serious about starting this podcast, a consummate podcasting professional known as Dan Benjamin released a little pet project of his own called Podcast Method. Now, Dan Benjamin is known for his 5x5 series of podcasts, which are not anything I listen to, and I haven't really found any topics that appeal to me until the podcast method. He has such a birth of experience that he can really help you whether you have a very small setup like myself 
Or if you're looking for something a little bit more broadcast worthy, like the cannabis radio program styles, and, and he, he just nails it. He it takes questions. He does not put out episodes very regularly, um, but he is on Twitter as well and can be very interactive that way. And I found uh, his podcast, Podcast Method, to be very, very helpful. Now, a couple more tips. If you want to do a podcast, don't get in it for the money because it's really not there. There are people who are making money on podcasts, that's for sure. Um, One of the problems is that cannabis is still such a taboo subject that you can't get it out into as broad of a market as some of the more traditional podcasts that are out there. And I don't know if uh, you heard me say a couple of times that some of the podcasts that I respect, which have a high level of integrity, just can't find the funding necessarily. And on the other hand, you have an overwhelming number of podcasts out there that are geared towards investors and this business market and trying to pull money out of those in the way of sponsors. That's just not my style, but that is there for you too. Again, not the easiest route still, but you can look at things towards affiliate programs, Patreon. These are ways that uh, podcasters use to, to support themselves, to get the things like recouping their web hosting money, uh, any money that they put up front. They are just as hard to hawk a lot of times as any other thing, as acquiring sponsors. But unless you want to be spending six days marketing, trying to find money, and one day podcasting, this really is a labor of love. So I hope you love it. Just a couple more tips before we round it out. Be yourself. It's normal to be nervous. It's normal to to stumble, it's normal to breathe, it's normal to to just ramble on a lot of times. It's not normal to over-enunciate every word and every thought that comes out of your mouth. It's not normal to have a very metered speech pattern, whether you're reading off of a sheet or not. Uh, so just try and and record yourself a couple of times, get some feedback before you go and throw it out there or just go ahead and throw it out there and learn along the way. One of the nice things about podcast land is that you've got these archives and and a catalog that you can refer back to for years and years and years in perpetuity probably. And to expect somebody to be the same in episode one as they are in episode 300 is just silly. People are going to grow on their podcast. You're going to grow on your podcast. Your podcast is going to change and develop. And there's nothing wrong with that. So don't let it hold you back. But if you are going to be reading, try and do it in a natural way. If you need mic practice and you want to, uh, you know, dial in your sound, things like that, there's a website that I'm a huge fan of, and I'm not sure if they're an affiliate of the Gutenberg Project or just uh, using the Gutenberg Project, but it's called LibriVox, and that's L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X, 
That's Lima, India, Bravo, Romeo, India, Victor, Oscar, X-Ray. And I think it's .org. Uh, But it is a website that takes works out of the public domain. And via their forums, depending on the length of the work, they have multiple people record either parts of the project or the entire project. And then they upload it to their archived website. And that allows people who are visually impaired to have a rich source of audio documents that they can turn to for information and entertainment. And the nice thing is that you can be a little bit more stilted. Uh, They're not going to go after you because your delivery sucked. The nice thing about LibriVox is multiple people recording the same piece offers the listener multiple options to go to. Not everybody likes the same voice. So you just remember that you be you. In the the meantime, if you can post to LibriVox, if you can pass their sound check quality, which isn't very strict, but which has a certain standard, you can be pretty sure that your sound quality is going to be podcast acceptable. And one more thing to make it podcast acceptable is to make sure that your mic technique is on point, that you clean up certain things. It's normal to breathe, it's normal to stutter, but people hate certain types of mouth noise. Some of this can be edited out post, some of it can be uh, edited out pre-recording if you put a noise gate and things like that on there. I do all mine in post, it's a pain in the ass, but I got a friend, he's supposed to be coming over and he's gonna help me set it up uh, to where I have new recording software and I can put a noise gate on it. Anyway, that's in the future. If you're dealing with a clicky mouth, kind of like a, you know, when you're like, you're talking and then there's like all this like noise. I I worked so hard to get rid of it that I can't even do it right now. But making sure that you stay hydrated, that you don't use caffeine, that if you're one of those people who experiences extra mucus production when you use dairy, that you don't use dairy. Another way to quickly get rid of any lip smacking or tongue smacking around your mouth is to use green apples. You uh, you have a couple green apple slices before you talk into the mic, or if you notice that you're getting really clicky again, especially if you get nervous, nervousness immediately dries out your mouth. And if you have a dry mouth, you're probably going to have that really gross mouth noise that people are not fond of, myself being one of them. And... If you just continue to eat a green apple, not on mic, that's another thing people hate listening to people eat. It's gross. It can really help clear up using just a maybe like the Angostura bitters. That could be as good too. And just there's something about the bitters that makes your mouth lubricate in a way that gets rid of those mouth clicks, but doesn't always bring on a very saliva squeaky kind of noise to it. All right, you guys, that's my advice. That's what I got for you. Get out there and start making your own podcast. Uh, The people, whether it's about weed or not, people love listening to other people. I wasn't really into podcasts for a long time. I'm kind of, I was always like, no, I'm a music person. Why would I want to listen to people talk when I could be listening to music? But uh, through KCRW and NPR station, I became really obsessed with The Moth 
And so I went and found their podcast and just consumed everything as quickly as I could. And I was I was hooked from there. And from there, I went to like Savage Love Cast, which I don't really listen to anymore. Um, but whom I, I respect Dan Savage tremendously. Um, and I, I kind of messed around into some other podcasts until finally I was like, oh, wait, I wonder if there's any podcast about weed. And that's when I found the Marijuana Today podcast. And I listened to that for a few months. And I listened to some of the more industry-focused podcasts that were out there. And and I listened to some of the more stoner culture type podcasts that were out there. And I was like, you know, patients can really benefit from having somebody just tell them more directly how to use this instead of having to to find what one person is doing because not everything works for them. People need to understand that. And that was really the impetus to help push me into this. So if you find that you have an understanding that the public needs, that the public could benefit from, that your friends enjoy, that your friends tell you is really unique to you, put it out there. Put it out there. The world needs it. All right, you guys. While Marijuana Today may have been a big inspiration for this, you guys, you listeners, continue, I mean, you. What's up, you? You continue to keep me going throughout. And one of the ways that you do that is when you hit me up on the social medias. I'm on Facebook and on Instagram at the Spliff Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Spliff Podcast. You can email me the spliff podcast at gmail.com or just leave me a comment on the website, the spliffpodcast.com. Or you could keep it old school like my mystery man V and leave me a message on the telephone lines 209-867-7543. That's 209-86-SPLIFF. I love it all. Hit me up with your questions. Hit me up with your comments. Hit me up with your critiques. If you can, please rate and review in iTunes. It is the largest podcast platform out there, and their algorithm works the most to introduce new people searching for the material I talk about when people are rating and reviewing in a positive manner. Not saying you have to do it in a positive manner. I'm just saying that's what helps the most. Okay, you guys, thanks for spliffing it. Ciao for now.